Okay, so we are starting a new series tonight called Defining Love, which has a dual meaning. It's not just the definition of love. It's about the defining love in our lives and how we should treat others with that love and how we should show them and how we should pay attention to them and listen to what they're saying that may help us in life. And so I'm going to go through in this series talking about love. And yeah, we'll talk about relationships. We'll talk about friendships. We'll talk about the love that you feel for yourself or don't feel. We'll talk about all of those things as we go along in this series. And so to begin with, we're going to talk about home. Uh, And I don't mean like home with your family. I'm talking about our home base and what should be the central part of our lives. Uh, This is John 15, 1 through 17. I am the true grapevine, this is Jesus speaking, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit, and he prunes the branches that do bear fruit, so they will produce even more. You have already been pruned and purified by the message I have given you. Remain in me, and I will remain in you, for a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine, and you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. So basically he is saying that he's our home base, and that everything, if we let it grow through him, if we let it go through him, if we centralize our lives with him in the middle, then it will be uh, a lot more possible and a lot easier to do everything else and to live with everything else. It doesn't mean that you're always going to be happy. It doesn't mean that you're always going to feel loved. It doesn't mean that you're always going to be able to show love. But it means that if you hold on to that, because Jesus' love will never leave and it will never be separated from you, and he will always love you no matter what you've done, no matter what you're thinking, no matter who you are, no matter who you've been, no matter what, Nobody else in the world can really say that. Now, obviously, with parents and families, like there's a, a deep love, and, and you hope that it lasts. But there are times some, where uh, a parent will cut off a child or vice versa, and it can be very difficult um, because even though they might love each other, uh, it, they, that separation leads to just a hardened heart. But with Jesus, that's always there. And so he's talking about not just how if you're with him, there are going to be some tough times, but he will help you to... Uh, prune the branches like he will help you to cut off what you don't need he will help you to learn from your mistakes he will help you to to learn from the things that you mess up on um but also in your life there are going to be times where you go through good times and bad times and and it's going to be kind of hard to figure out who you are sometimes it'll be kind of hard to know what love is sometimes one of the things that i'll say throughout this series and one of the most important things about love is that if somebody regardless of what the relationship is or friendship or family relationship or anything if somebody uh wants you or says that you have to be something else or do something else or think something else in order for them to love you they're never going to love you that's never going to happen it's they're just trying to use you they're trying to manipulate you and that sucks and it hurts and it's awful and I think all of us have probably had some version of that and it's hard but with Jesus it's different and so I started with the vine because we all have to have that home base because we're all going to get our hearts broken at some point or we have or we're all going to have a really bad day and feel unloved or or we're going to mess up and make somebody else feel feel unloved and so we always have to be able to come back to this home base Um, when I was a kid several centuries ago, like we would play tag and there'd always be home base where you were safe. And that's what Jesus is. Like, that's what he is saying here. He's like, Hey, I'm the vine. I'm the grapevine. You can grow off of me. If you grow off by yourself and you just separate yourself from Jesus, then, you know, there may be a little bit of growth, but eventually it's going to fall over and it's going to crash. And also you're always connected to him. So he's always going to know what, what is happening? Like he's always going to feel what you feel. He's always going to help, be able to help you. Um, it's kind of like the the clickers and the mushrooms in The Last of Us. Like if you step on the vine at any point, like the whole body knows it. And so Jesus is going to know. That might be a little deep. The, Jesus is going to know what you're going through because he understands it. Going to the next part. Um, yes, I am the vine. You are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much. 
uh, fruit, for apart from me you can do nothing. Anyone who does not remain in me is thrown away like a useless branch and withers. Such branches are gathered into a pile to be burned. But if you remain in me, and my words remain in you, you may ask for anything you want, and it will be granted. When you produce much fruit, you are my true disciples. Um, this brings great glory to my Father. So when it says that those that don't remain in, in him get thrown away, that's not saying that he does that, because he always will be willing to accept someone asking for forgiveness. And he will always be wanting for people to say, hey, I love you, let me come back. He will always accept that. Um, the worst people in the world you can think of, like including Judas, who betrayed him. Like if Judas had realized his sin and instead of killing himself had said please forgive me I believe he would have been forgiven and so anybody throughout history could have done that so he says when he says that they'll be thrown away like a useless branch that's because that's what the world will do because so often we go to where we want someone to love us or want something to love us or we want to fit in or we want to be popular or we want something we want to define ourselves by something else that is short term eventually that ends. And I've talked about this with identity a lot. Like if you define yourself as, as an athlete, like eventually that ends. Eventually you retire or you get hurt or you stop being good. If you define yourself by a relationship, like those end, maybe it makes it through life, but eventually one of you is going to die. And the odds of both of you dying at the exact same moment are pretty high, unless I guess you're on an airplane or something, but regardless, or other ways. But anyway, it's not very likely. And the point is eventually that ends or eventually... Uh, whatever, but but even if you try to define yourself and you think, oh, well, this friendship, this relationship, this family relationship will last forever, I can define myself and it's safe, even in that case, then you're not really who you are. Like, you're defining yourself by somebody else. You're becoming what somebody else wants you to be. You're becoming what someone else thinks you should be. And, and, and Jesus is here saying, hey, all you have to do is bear fruit. That doesn't mean that you have to bring in, like, 20 Christians a day to the church, although that'd be nice sometimes. Um, it, it doesn't mean that you have to go and, and read the Bible to everybody. It doesn't mean that you have to do charity work every hour of every day. Bearing fruit just means you have to go out and you have to show love. You have to show people who Jesus is. You have to show them how you can be forgiving and how you can be understanding and how you can be empathetic and how you can be loving and how even when you're having a bad day or even when you do something wrong or even when you're hurt, you still try. Not that you're perfect because you're not going to be perfect, but that you still try. And so he's saying, hey, when you do this, when you produce that fruit, when you show people that you can be better, when you show people that they can be better, when you show people that there's a better way, that's what really gives you everything. And he says that you can ask for anything and it'll be granted. Obviously, every time we hear that, we think with a human mind because we're human. And so we think, well, if I ask for a car or a new PS5 game or an A in physics or whatever it is that you want, it's, it's not the same thing. He's not saying, hey, I'm a genie, let's, let's you know ask for your wishes and it'll go because when you are truly living for him it's not that you never want human things because you will because i still like my ps5 and and i like having stuff and i like books and movies and all that stuff but it's that when you really ask him you're asking him for the stuff that you know is best that will help you that will help other people and so he helps you to get it it's not that he's going to hand it to you but he helps you and maybe it's preparing you to get it yourself or maybe um, it's bringing somebody into your life that will help you to see how to go that path or maybe it's just helping you to to think of a way that you've never thought of in order to to have a better life in order to get a better life and all of those things but it's all about centering your life on him it's all about starting there and everything else is cool like uh, job, relationship, family, uh, school, sports, like TV, all of that stuff is still cool, but you start with him and that's how you can feel that love all the time. Last part of the scripture. 
Uh, I have loved you even as the Father has loved me. Remain in my love. When you obey my commandments, you remain in my love, just as I obey my Father's commandments and remain in his love. I have told you these things so that you will be filled with my joy. Yes, your joy will overflow. This is my commandment. Love each other in the same way I have loved you. There is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you slaves because a master doesn't confide in his slaves. Now you are my friends, since I have told you everything the Father told me. You didn't choose me, I chose you. I appointed you to go and produce lasting fruit, so that the Father will give you whatever you ask for using my name. This is my command, love each other. So there's a lot of love in that paragraph, and there's a lot of him saying, love each other, follow my commands. Um, Basically what it comes down to is this. Uh, A lot of times, and I talked about this yesterday at the confirmation thing, but a lot of times the capital C church, which is every church, it's just what I call the organization overall, the capital C C church makes it really hard for people to be Christians, or they make it really hard for somebody to come to church, or they, they have like a checklist of this is what you have to look like, and people will carry that too, where you have a checklist of this is what you're supposed to look like, these are the rules you're supposed to follow, and anything off of that, I, I'm not going to mess with it, like it's just boom. Jesus here is saying, hey, this is how you love me, and this is how you love other people. You do it. You live like him. Uh, he's not saying it's going to be easy, but he's like, hey, I love you, and that's never going away. No matter what happens, it's never going away. Even if you choose to go away from me, I will still love you. And then he says, as far as commands, it's what I have on the, the door. Like, love God, love others. That's his commandments. That's how you show people who you serve. And, and to love God, you pray to him. You you make time for him. You, you read the Bible when you can. And not like a book, but like you're reading parts of it. Uh, you, you just do everything you can to honor him, to show the, that you want to be like him, to be different from the world. Um, all Christians, like, they're not all going to be the same. They don't all see it the same. But we all have to be different from the world. We have to have different priorities and be empathetic and all of these things. And he's saying that. And then he goes hard on love others, like love others in the same way. Like don't, again, and I say this a million times every time I talk about this and I talk about it a lot, doesn't mean you have to go be everybody's best friend. It doesn't mean you have to hang out with them. It doesn't mean you have to put up with abuse. It doesn't mean you have to like other people. It means to love them that you don't hate them. It means that you pray for them, that you hope for them, that you don't talk bad about them, that you don't do bad things to them. You don't rob them of their Canadian geese coats, or you don't put them in an octagon and throw eagles or hamsters at them. Like you don't do things like that. Uh, you, you do your best to treat them like you want to be treated. If they hurt you and they abuse you, absolutely cut them out of your life. If they're bad people, absolutely. But what people tend to do is they cut somebody out of their life and then they make it their mission to make them pay or to talk about them or to get other people to dislike them. That's not loving. That's revenge and that's being a jerk. Uh, and so one of the things that I like to say a lot too, and it's not something I made up, obviously, it's a cliche, but two wrongs don't make a right. Like we so often think, well, they did this, or this person did this, or this entity did that, so I need to go back at them. That's not how it works. Like that just makes things worse. That makes there be twice the evil in the world that there was before. And so Jesus is like, hey, you can do better. Like you can be better. All you have to do is choose to do better. You're not going to be perfect, but if you have love in your heart and you, your goal is love and your hope is love and your method is love, then you're going to do better. You're not going to be perfect. You're going to mess up and you're even going to hurt people, but you have to learn from that and you have to prune that like he says at the beginning, but it all comes back to him and this whole series comes back to him. And like I said, I'll talk about the ladder and I'll talk about lists and I'll talk about relationships and I'll talk about friendships and I'll talk about different kinds of love and I'll talk about all of those things, but it all starts with accepting that you're loved by Jesus. Uh, One of the hardest things in the world for me is to feel loved because I don't. And so 
I know that Jesus loves me and I have to sometimes cling to that. And so that's what we do. We have to cling to that. We have to remind ourselves of that. Um, we have to actively show people that that's who we are and that's how we are and define ourselves by that. And then from there, you know, we learn, we grow, we do what we can to be better the next day than we were the day before. But it all starts with loving Jesus, with showing that love to other people and understanding that he will always love you no matter what. That's all.